a priest was going to preach in a venue hosted by the Duke of Wellington. And so several weeks prior to this event, the priest asked the Duke what he would like his sermon to be about. And the Duke answered, about ten minutes. Uh, About ten minutes is pretty typical sermon length in the Episcopal Church. Not so typical in some other Christian traditions. And probably not so typical for the preacher featured in today's Gospel reading from St. Luke. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be made low. And the crooked way shall be made straight, and the rough ways made smooth. And all flesh shall see the salvation of God. John the Baptist, fiery preacher, faithful prophet, locust eater. Apparently real biblical preachers eat locusts and honey. Something I'm trying out during this season of Advent. No, no, really. Let's see here. We have the locust, which is a variation of grasshopper. We have the honey. And here, Jesse, tell me what this says. Grasshoppers, which are also known as locusts, fresh in this can. So I'm opening it. Oh, they're in a plastic bag. Too bad. Oh, good. The plastic bag will easily open here. And uh, here is one of the little critters. And we're going to put him in here. We're going to put some honey on him. All right. Yum. Mm. Mm. The worst part are the wings. They get stuck in your teeth. But otherwise, it is crunchy and delicious. And really, my, my preaching is improving already. But what exactly is preaching about anyway? I mean, most of us have heard literally hundreds and thousands of sermons in our lifetime. So what's the deal with sermons? George Burns. Any of you remember George Burns? Okay, great comedian of the last century. Here's what he had to say about the topic of preaching. The secret of a good sermon is to have a good beginning and a good ending. And have the two as close together as possible. Pretty bad imitation, but you know, old sugar throat. So in a lot of people's minds, what makes for a very good sermon is a very short sermon. And by those standards, sadly for all of you, today's sermon will not be a very good sermon. It won't be very short. Now, here are some statements. You tell me whether they are true or whether they are false. The preacher's primary purpose is to entertain. The preacher's primary purpose is to be eloquent. The preacher's primary purpose is to say nice things. Now, certainly a preacher might be entertaining, a preacher might be eloquent, a preacher might say nice things. 
I say might because I and other preachers don't always do those things. Though the more locusts I eat, the more eloquently I preach. So, but none of those are the primary purposes or calling of the preacher. Well, here's another question. Some of the answer is yes or no. The primary purpose of the preacher is to share his or her personal takes on various sundry topics that he or she feels like talking about. Yes or no? Yeah, false or no. Now, can a sermon include personal testimony? Absolutely. And certainly, hopefully, ideally, every sermon is undergirded by personal testimony and personal faith. But the primary purpose of the preacher is to communicate ideas, arguments, truth claims, traditions that are larger than his or her personal views and opinions. Okay, great. Let's switch this around to the more important part, which is not the preacher, but you. So as the people of God coming to worship, what should your expectation of the sermon be? Should your primary expectation be entertainment, eloquence, and niceness? We said no. Now, there's nothing wrong with those things. Those can be a part of the sermon. But should be your primary expectation. Your primary expectation shouldn't be, well, what does Father Kevin think about this or that topic? Or your primary expectation shouldn't be, what joke is he going to tell? I mean, you can look forward to the joke. You can look forward to it. Uh, some of you dread it. Uh, and certainly no one enjoys a good joke better than I do. Which reminds me of the whole Mikey Python sketch, but I won't get into that right now. But what should your primary expectation be of the sermon, of the scriptures? Or do you come here week after week with no preparation, no intention at all in hearing the scriptures read or hearing the scriptures preached? Now, a churchgoer may have a primary expectation of entertainment or eloquence, or niceness, or an interesting thought to take home. And those things are okay. But the serious Christian, the disciple of Jesus, comes with a different expectation. What is that expectation? Well, we are told, we are hinted at that expectation in the prophet Malachi, today's Old Testament reading, chapter 3, verse 1. See, I am sending my messenger to prepare the way before me. See, I'm sending my messenger to prepare the way before me. The preacher is a messenger. And the disciple of Jesus, the serious Christian, in discussing, reading, or listening to the scriptures, is seeking a message. A gospel message. A message that might mess up your comfort. A message that might calm down your chaos. A message hot washed in the Holy Scriptures, but read anchored in the life and teachings, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. A message wind blown by the Holy Spirit that sails from the pages of Scripture to the particulars of your life and the world. Now check this out, check this out. Just one of the lessons on a given Sunday, just one of the lessons being read aloud may speak to you more powerfully than the sermon that day. Just one of the lessons being read aloud may speak to you more powerfully that day than the sermon. That's the might of Scripture. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. But for that to happen, you have to be listening. Listening. 
for the message. Listening for the message. Let's say that together. Listening for the message. Now, occasionally, I'm sure you've never run into this in your whole lives, the preacher may not be very interesting. You may be having a rough morning. You may find the topic dull, of no interest. Uh, some of you are experiencing this right now. But the serious Christian, the disciple of Jesus, strives to stick with the sermon anyway. Even if they've had a rough day, they're striving to stick with it. They give the, the preacher their attention. They look at the preacher. They stay tracking with what's happening. They don't pay attention to the little distractions that happen in services because they are seeking the message. Sometimes the message that's coming despite how weak or boring or incoherent the preacher is. And as that happens, as you strive to stick with it, you're praying internally, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Some disciples take sermon notes. Some churchgoers snore. You know who you are. A great spiritual practice for every disciple to embrace would be to discuss or think about the sermon after worship. You can do that at coffee hour, you can do that on the ride home, you can do that in the evening. Hey, you know, I'm not sure about that part of the sermon. I really struggle with it. I'm not sure I'm tracking with that. Or that part really spoke to me. Let's talk more about that. It doesn't need to be a long conversation, but do it. Make it a practice. Make it a habit. I have. It's supposed to be a joke. Thank you, Christopher. All right. Especially a Dominican habit, preaching, making a habit. Anyway. And some disciples, when they are away from their home congregation, will make a point of catching up on the sermon. They'll ask someone, but what was the sermon about on Sunday? Or they will make a point of reading it. Or listening to it. Most of my sermons are recorded. Ask, and you shall receive. And some of you already do this. Now, this is not particularly about me as the preacher. This is about your posture as a disciple, as a Christian, your posture towards Scripture and toward preaching. Whoever happens to be preaching here at St. John's on a Sunday, or when you're worshiping weekly on the road somewhere else. And by the way, as a disciple, as a fellow disciple, I need to sit and hear the Scriptures preached as well. And by the way, as a fellow disciple, I'm imperfect, I'm a sinner, I'm fallible. So it may need, may, may need to be, you come up to me sometime and say, Father Kevin, I'm not sure about that sermon. You're missing something here. Or, I'm not sure that the scripture is understood that way. What about this Christian teaching? I always welcome your feedback. I know Father Kent does as well. Next week we will hear more from John the Baptist and his fiery sermons about repentance. Next week we'll hear more about the benefits of a locust and honey diet. I recommend it to you. Still have that stuck in my. Because uh... that's really what Advent is all about, not eating locusts and honey. But Advent is really all about getting ready for the ways in which God seeks to show up in your life, mine, and the world. And that's really what sermons are about, too. Getting ready. Ready to respond to all the joys and sorrows of your life and the world as a disciple of Jesus. So, take. Preaching more seriously. Take the scriptures more seriously. Not particularly for the sake of the preacher, but for God's sake. For the sake of your faith, for the sake of your journey, for the sake of your discipleship, for the sake of your following Jesus and his costly way of love. Because after all, folks, following Jesus and his costly way of love can transform your life and the lives of those around you.
That's what we call good news. Amen.